Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnan, one of the employee owners at Tab, mm-hmm. who comes in and helps me out with the, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. I know it's a lovely Saturday morning out there. Uh, nothing else to do but get on the computer. So feel free to get online with us. And uh, a couple lines uh, already ringing. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC are the numbers. And we'll do our best to help you out. We also are on Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook. And uh, if you want to follow us over at Tab Computer Systems or WTIC's Facebook page, the show is being quote-unquote broadcast that way. Um, so check it out. Feel free to ask questions. We'll try to get them in. Uh, on the show as well. So, as usual and customary, we have our technology news, and Dennis has got a good one, a really good oh, one to start out with. Microsoft is doing what Microsoft does best. And the, so, go ahead and give the story. Okay, I mean, this is mind-boggling. This is great. This is this is them torpedoing their own product. Yes. Okay, finally, they did it to themselves <laughs> instead of everybody else. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What's happened is that Microsoft Defender, yes, was tagging Office updates as malicious software slash ransomware activity. Amazing. Amazing. Now, and apparently this is a flaw in Defender's own logic, mm-hmm. analyzing the update as it's running. Or maybe it's saying, well, no, Microsoft is a bit of a malicious software. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was saying yesterday, last week, right? I mean, all these updates that happen to us, they cause such hell for our, our as IT people, they're just... It's, it's the well, bane of our existence. Well, you're right. Uh, about, what was it, a year ago in the summer, they put out an update to Office that mm-hmm. caused Outlook to not launch. Right. Or, or you had an update to Outlook where you would type and you get nothing on the screen. Right. Thanks, Microsoft. Oh. Here now, the Defender software, defending you against malicious software, is saying Microsoft's updates are malicious. Yeah. It's rich. You can't, you, you can't make it up. <laughs> it, 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 this, they could have used this in a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, sadly, though, they are a multi-trillion dollar company that's charging an arm and a leg for office so you can type a Word document. You're renting, renting the software at a premium, and, they, and their antivirus software can't figure this out. I mean, this is, this is the company. This is nuts. I, I I honestly don't get it. I mean, you would think that they would put some kind of a marker in their own Software. update packages mm-hmm. 
that would tell their own antivirus products, okay, this is safe. Right. Whatever it's doing, don't worry. This is okay. Avoid Microsoft star. <laughs> Come on. It's crazy. But that's Microsoft. We'll put a story up there for you. Oh, you can yeah. read it for yourself and get the laughs we get as IT people. Um, in other news, so we've talked about this for years, literally, for years. Yes. Germany have, is advising the, its citizens to uninstall Kaspersky antivirus, which is Russian antivirus software. Guys, duh. We've been saying it forever. And, and unfortunately, too many folks have been using all sorts of software to protect our systems. Russian antivirus software. I don't care how, I don't care if it's perestroika times here. We're, we shouldn't be using Russian antivirus software on our systems, period. You know? Yeah, it's, it's got to go, people. Come on. So get it off your systems. Now, the other problem is, of course, Chinese equipment, right? And stuff that's made in China. That's also gotten oh, yeah. into our systems, and uh, they've they've we've already talked about the issues with Supermicro and the little chip that was on some of these servers that got into all sorts of things that we don't know. You know Supermicro doesn't even know what the chip is doing or what it was there for by Chinese manufacturers. But the point is, okay, it's the year 2022, and you do realize no matter how much you want Russia to be a friend, they're not our friends. No. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uninstall your Kaspersky antivirus because, of course, this is – they could do anything with that anytime they wanted to, right? Because you have the, your next story talks about what software developers. Uh, well, you did, it may not be your next story, but it could be a story of yours. Software oh. developers could do to affect software. Yes, and you can bring that up or the other one, yeah. Dennis. But it does kind of go in line with this Kaspersky thing. Yeah, let's let's go with that one. Okay, okay. there are uh, development packages. Um, under the under several labels, one of them is npm, mm-hmm. and it allows you to generate different kinds of JavaScripts and, and other kinds of code mm-hmm. for web pages and for programs, okay? Right. And one of them is, uh, gener- one of these packages is generated by a developer who actually decided that he was going to inject a protest against the war right. into his software. Right. So it would af- badly affect any computer that it was running on in Belarus or Russia. Right. So it was even a geofenced. Yes. It thing. was a geofenced uh, protest that he embedded in his software. Now, right. what really hurts is that the developers of the software that use this, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they either released or sold their software to other customers, they didn't necessarily even know that this was in there. Of course not. Well, they on. just collected the latest update to this package, integrated right. it into their product, released it out. Right. And now they've got to account for this mm-hmm. because this developer decided to do his little protest. Right. And, you know, on the one hand, yeah, yay. I mean, free expression. Okay. Right. Cool. But this really puts a dent in this thing. Right. Uh, the developer probably is never going to be trusted again. No. And a lot of software is now being marked by antivirus products as malicious. Right. Because it's got this in it. Right. So And it's a problem. It's a problem, but it's exactly how Russia could take their Kaspersky software right. and do what they want to do with it. Right. And the people that work at the Kaspersky company might not even be aware right. that the Russian security services are injecting stuff into their products. Right. They could be completely so, legit, but 
So it's not even a matter of not trusting the Kaspersky company. Right. It's just the fact that they are originating in Russia. Right. And that being the case Mm -hmm. automatically compromises anything that they do. Correct. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but it is the world we live in. So uh, that's what we're dealing with. Now, do you want to bring up the other story, Dennis, that you had? Uh, That that one just seemed to to connect pretty well there. But you had another story about law enforcement and technology. Yes. It turns out, well, there was a movie some time ago that had, uh, I think it had, um, uh, well, I don't remember who was in it, but it was called Minority Report. Yes. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Little Tommy Cruise. There we go. Yeah. Now, he was in this movie and he was part of a service that predicts that people will commit crimes and then arrest them. Right. Before they do it. Well, it turns out. That the Justice Department over the last few years has actually been funding mm-hmm. programs that use AI mm-hmm. to predict when and where crimes will occur and to help local police departments decide where to p- deploy their you know, their resources no. and what to do about it. I can tell them right now, 9184. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For free. Well, and when the Dave Matthews Band comes to yeah, town. Right, yeah, yeah, you got to, okay. Yeah. Easy stuff. Anyway. Yeah. So there are these AI programs that are almost literally carrying out a program like what was in that fictional movie. Mm-hmm. And the there are two problems with this. Number yeah. one, the Justice Department doesn't even know how many of these predictive tools are out there hmm. because they're all in the hands of local police departments. Okay. And apparently there's no reporting mechanism back to the Justice Department to catalog it all. And understand what is being done where. Huh. The other we problem could have is, predicted that. The other problem is there's no comparison of results. Oh, no. I mean, they've got these predictive models. Uh, they have different kinds of mainframes running all kinds of AI mm-hmm. uh, algorithms. Telling you to go park your cop, your police car here or there or be there for this type of potential issue. Right. But how do we know that any of that actually panned out the way right. it was supposed to? Right. There, there's, there's nothing. No, no auditing. There's no financial auditing and there's no results auditing. Mm, sounds like a government job and, to me. Uh, you know, people like Ron Wyden in Washington are now asking a lot of questions. Well, how much money was spent? Did they talk about it? Oh, billions. B- with a B. Over the years. Really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. And, uh, you know, there are people at the Justice Department that are supposed to watch this, and they can't really answer any of the questions that are being put to them. Doesn't sound surprising to me. Yeah. All right. We'll put a link up there for it. It's a Gizmodo yeah. ad. Oh, a good Gizmodo uh, report. Yeah, it's excellent. It's, it's good reading. I, I recommend it. Very good. Well... It's typical, right? Oh, yeah. So we're going to be here till 11. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC are the numbers. We are broadcasting over at uh, WTIC's Facebook page as well, if you want to join us there on Facebook Live. And uh, Mike G will post everything over to Facebook and Twitter, and Dennis will be posting everything here internally to our Computer Talk with Tab.com, live links, everything we talked about just now and throughout the show will be there for you. So you don't have to remember or write them down. You just go to our website, Tab Inc., dot com or computer talk with tab dot com and get the information. We're gonna step out for a quick break. What do you want to say, Dennis? You want to say something? Oh, it's gonna say just take a look at this stuff. It's really good. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till eleven o'clock. And uh, two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. Let's go to Steve 
Steve and Vernon, please. Let's go right here to Steve. What's going on, Steve? I have an Elite X2, which I use mainly for travel, which is not very often. Yeah. I can connect to the Internet at home, but if I go to a hotel, it will not connect. Even if I, uh, even if I go to the settings and says it is connected, I don't seem to have any ability to uh, get to a website. Within any hotel? Well, there were two. There were two of them. I tried it on. Okay. I used to go. I used to be able to connect, but I haven't for, for the last couple of years. Okay. When you're in the airport, were you able to connect, or do you have? Oh well, no, this is. I travel by car, so. Okay. Only in the two hotels. Gotcha. Um, I was going to ask: Have you tried going to like a Dunkin' Donuts or something just to see if it'll connect? I haven't. No. It, that might be a good idea. It might be worthwhile to just determine if it's just these two hotels. Uh, because sometimes, uh, I find especially hotels, they don't keep their wireless technology up to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they might be running old protocols that, uh, this is a Windows 10 computer? Yes. All right. Windows 10 may not even want you to connect well, using some you, old well, protocols. Before you go any further, I've mm-hmm. connected in both these hotels earlier, but not, but no longer. That doesn't mean anything in yeah, IT. Yeah, because because Windows can be updated so oh, okay. that it rejects I, I older protocols. Yeah, that is, unfortunately, you know, Internet's not like a building a bridge. It changes constantly. Uh, yeah. The only other thing that I can suggest is look, go to the manufacturer and look for a Wi-Fi driver update. Okay. Yeah. But first, like like you said, go to like a Dunkin' Donuts or a McDonald's and see if you can get to their public Wi-Fi. Um, you could have some sort of tool you put on your machine to to quote unquote protect you from it. Like you could have an AV product or a security product that you've said don't allow for public connection. I mean, I'm not sure what where that is, but if you can get on a local connection that's not public, it, that it shouldn't do that. But maybe you've set a setting. I can't think of what he well, said. I, but. That's what I'm thinking too. Some kind of setting, but I can't imagine what it would be. Yeah. Um, also, when you go to the hotels, you also can call their IT support too. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are pretty. Well, they're pretty good. Uh, my wife and well, I. Had, I don't. I don't know. Probably the people who answer the phone in the lobby don't know who the IT department is. Well, they're actually third-party companies, even like Tab, that support rest uh, support hotels. Right, but and, when I ask them, who do I talk to? They don't. They don't know that from the right. Say. Yeah, that could be a problem on the front front desk side of yeah, things. Right. Who else is there to call? Yeah. But yeah, so I think you're gonna check check a public connection, see if it works. If it's if it does work, then it could just be chalked up to something with the hotel security, um, yeah. and not you. If it doesn't work, it's you. Yeah, and the suggestions that I would give you are two. Number one, look for a, a Wi-Fi update from your manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, go from HP, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, number two, go into Device Manager. On the computer, uh, double click on the um, on the Wi-Fi adapter, mm-hmm. uninstall it from the computer, then reboot the computer. That'll force it to go through the logic of reconnecting with it. And if there are if there's anything strange that's been cached in the operating system that might be hindering a connection, that could get cleared out for you. Yes. Yeah. There's also a pretty good support assistant um, with HP. The little, basically a little blue question mark in the lower right hand corner of your laptop. You can always update your system with that within that to see if there's any areas that you could update. Okay, that sounds good. 
I'll give it a try. All right. Good luck, Steve. Quick question. Yeah. You, I got the X2 because it was recommended by you. I use it every day. I love it. Oh, they're great machines. Do you stick with that, or is, yeah. or is there a up, uh, update on that by now? No, I've, I'm running a, a leap book. It's an X2 ID. It's the 360. It's the same X2 concept. Um, okay. Highly recommend it. That's a tremendous laptop. Well, I, I like it, except when I ran into that problem. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be you, Steve, but let's prove it out by having you go to Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's. Okay, very good. All right. Do you know why a uh, uh, wireless keyboard and mouse would slow down when I put on an external drive? Why it would slow down. So when you attach an external drive, you're typing. So what you were doing is you're typing, and then you decided while you were typing to connect the drive, and you noticed it slow down or when? Yes, yes. Okay, but and once a mouse too, wireless but, mouse and a wireless keyboard. And then the, after the drive's connected, no yeah. matter what you do as you go along, it's slower now. You have delay. Well, if I put the, for instance, if I put the mouse on top of the computer or you know on, on my arm pad, it works yeah. fine there. But if I use it normally, no. So I just some kind of positioning. It's, what do you mean by normally? Uh, if you well, put, if you put the mouse yeah. in the mouse pad, that would be normally to me. No. <laughs> I use the mouse is, no, is used normally on the on the mouse pad, which is in my right hand. Yeah. But if I move it over to the, my left side and move it down onto my armrest on my chair, yeah, then it's okay. It doesn't work so well. Or, it works fine there, but, but it's awkward. That is awkward. Steve, uh, I'm not sure what's going on with you, I man. wonder if there's some kind of a radio shadow that's being created when you plug in this uh, external drive, but I can't imagine why. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all, Steve. Now I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> starting to wonder about you, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always wondered about me. <laughs> I don't know. I have no answer for that other than it's supposed to work on a mouse pad. <laughs> okay. All right. got to go. Okay. We'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Two lines open for you on this I'm kind of miserable Saturday morning. We had a great Friday. Kind of miserable. Now we're paying for it, right? <laughs> the uh, weather gods are hammering us here. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. We're going to go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. We're going to go to Barbara first in Southbury. Hey, Barbara, what's cooking? Oh, a, f- a confession of uh, ignorance and stupidity on my part. Oh, okay. In one case, and mm-hmm. also a question for you about your security things with China. Yeah. And they're related. Mm-hmm. I was shopping in Lowe's, mm-hmm. getting stuff for a very particular project. Yeah. And I got sucked into one of those little hanging things with this cool thing. You say, oh, wow, that's going to be so great. Yeah. I think I'll get a couple of them while I'm here. Okay. And this was something called the smart switch, which was basically mm-hmm. a timer device. You plug it into your outlet, and then you plug the device into it, and it turns on and off yeah. according to the programs you set. Yeah, we love smart switches. Oh, yeah, I've got a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we have a few, too, but my, both my husband and I hate the chore of going around and setting them up each time you want to do them. You know, you have to push the pins in or out or do other things to set them, get down on your hands and knees and oh, plug them in. That's an old school one you got there, Barbara. Yeah. Well, it is. So yeah. this sounded so great because right. you can program it from your cell phone An app. over Bluetooth. Yeah. So I bought two. I figured we'd try it and see, and you can have a nice various program. It's not limited to particular settings. Mm-hmm. 
And then you have to, I find you have to install some uh, program on your cell phone to do it. Well, right. I guess okay. that's not super surprising. No. But what pops up right away? Check here to accept our terms of service. Right. And, yes. And you pop open to actually, and you're saying you read it, but how many people actually just check it, right? No one does. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I read them, and my husband well, reads good them. for you. Yeah. Jeez. And what are you signing up? Well, they're going to be able to track your physical location on your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Not surprising, but not what I want. No. And they're going to be able to track when your devices are on or off uh, that uh, you have programmed with it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to track your proximity to these devices when you're home or not. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, what the heck? <laughs> It's all to serve you better, Barbara. Of course. <laughs> so, you know, this is such a nasty thing. I wouldn't even say take it down to Goodwill to let some other poor sucker buy this thing. So they're going in the trash. I hear you. Um, but just, just a forewarning that, um, yeah, those terms of service, they, they can be kind of nasty sometimes. Yeah, so and you... this is made in China. And I do not want, therefore it means the Chinese government has access to this, too, I'm reasonably certain. Right. They know if you're walking from your living room to your kitchen. They know yeah. <laughs> so that's done with. But I just wanted to alert people to, you know, something that simple has a huge security gap in it. Oh, man, I, I have a dehumidifier that wants to know my location. Why is my dehumidifier? A dehumidifier? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because you sweat so much. You turn it off. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's like it wants to know. It wants to say hello to you when you turn on the app and set the dehumidifier. I mean, it's like it's a Chinese again, of course. Mm-hmm. So you're you're right about all those things. I don't I don't I don't disagree with any of those things you talked about. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of proximity, though, is that some of these devices are saying, "Well, if you are close by, I'll turn on the lights on of your home because I see you're coming home." Yes, right? that's what that's that's about. Yeah. yeah, and if well, you're within a different room, it's going to try to be like I, I'm. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Well, advocate. that would be great, but <laughs> I don't I think I'm trading that off. That's cool. I can still get down on my hands and knees. There you, the there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's your smartphone that really is the thing that's tracking you. So yeah, yeah. But no, good good information and and, and cool that you read the EULA. We like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gold star for you for doing it. Is, huh? Yeah. I can't imagine what you do when you if you have you read the Microsoft Eula. I think they own like your 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 next of kin. I, I yeah that <laughs> and I think it it sets back your life by two or three years of the time it takes to read it and then check the cross reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I had one other thing that yeah. came up at the same time with China. Okay. Uh, I was driving and listening to the radio, and they had a story that. China, they're talking about worries about uh, cyber attacks right. with what's going on. So China has developed a way to uh, override, if I can use that term, to get around two-factor, multi-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. Yep, not just China. Oh, great. <laughs> so 2FA is not, is not perfect. No security technology is perfect. And it depends on the 2FA you're talking about. We can put some articles up about how people are, or, or how the bad guys can defeat 2FA. Um, it's, it's, it takes some effort, but of course, a state sponsored effort would be a pretty easy thing to do. Oh, well, yeah. Governments would be able to do it a lot more easily than individuals or even criminal gangs. They're actually, they're actually leveraging, um, they're leveraging flaws or weaknesses within 
browsers and operating systems that cache levels of these 2FA credentials within your system. Um, now, I've, I've told you about the uh, Yubico keys. That's a lot harder to, to defeat, that, mm -hmm. that credential, because there's a physical action that has to occur at a certain time, whereas the other 2FAs are feeding, into, feeding the credentials in. Um, I, I'm just not doing this really a good service as far as how they do it. I'm not a hacker by trade, so I don't know <laughs> uh, exactly. But there's lots of ways the bad guys can feed already received credentials into the system to trick it into thinking you've approved the second factor. All mm. right. So we'll, I'll, I'm sure we can find some links that you can read about it. But it's That'd not just good. the Chinese. It's, it's everybody. Everybody's trying to figure out how to get into your stuff. So did you already find it, Dennis? Oh, yeah, I found a couple articles, yeah. How to defeat 2FA, yeah. Right. Not how to do it. We're not going to tell you how. We're not right. teaching you right. hacking this, or how they do it. This is just conceptual how other people do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be safe, just put all your money in a mattress. How convenient. <laughs> we just got a new mattress. There you go. Just slice it right open on the side. And... We'll, we'll, we'll put a link up there for you. I'm sure a lot of listeners are out there saying, oh, I wish Barbara didn't call. <laughs> <laughs> just freaked everybody out. <laughs> Sorry to ruin everybody's weekend, huh? That's okay. No, it's okay. good. It's good stuff. We have to be aware of it. Thank you for your help right, and Barbara. read the EULA. Read the EULA. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Barbara. Thanks. All right, bye bye. bye. You know, those things are ridiculous. Those EULAs. I mean, user license agreement. Yeah, it's insane. Really insane. All right. Let's go on to probably get another call here, John. And unless Tom gets mad at me, but going to go to John in New Britain. What's going on, John? Hey. Good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, um, kind of a great segue to your last caller about having the app on a cell phone and whatnot. But my issue is actually with the cell phone. I'm wondering if you can help me out. Uh, I think it all had to do with uh, an upgrade once on the phone, and that was a few upgrades ago. But I've been dealing with the you know, annoyance problem here where no matter what application I have up, it wants to minimize on my phone and... You know, I thought it had something to do with maybe the vibration or shaking it, or but that doesn't seem to. And I try to look at all the different settings, try to look online to possible. Yeah. And what kind of phone is this? Find anything. What phone is this? Uh, it's an iPhone SE. All right, and is it latest uh, iOS? Yep. Yep, and no matter what application it is, you know. You already find something this? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, I'm just. It, it always wants to minimize. And uh... all right, so there is a I, I, there's an iOS 14 having this issue within an Apple discussion. Yeah, I found that. No pattern. No pattern to it. It can happen to any app. Um, right. Yeah. And all they did was thank them for asking a question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've seen similar, say, even online, um, not quite the same issue. But and I've I've tried to, you know, look to see what, you know, they talk about. And again, it's, you know, I've tried different. I mean, it's so annoying to regardless of what you have open, you know, every few seconds, it just wants to minimize on you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's frustrating. Um, yeah. I mean, it could just be that your phone is is starting to flake out. How how old is it now? Um, not that old, really. Um, Under warranty, still. Old, uh, we had an old three G, and our provider was gracious enough to, you know, give us a new 
Gracious. Yeah, gracious. Well. Your cell carrier is not being gracious. You probably paid that for that phone 18 times over. Um, yeah. There's no graciousness right there. <laughs> don't, don't give him any credit. Um, we're going to put you on hold, step out for a break, do a little bit of research, see if we can find an answer for you, John. So, okay, great. And uh, we'll, we'll get right back to you. All right, guys? Okay, thanks. All right. We'll put John on hold. And feel free to get online while we, while we do this. Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We got one line open for you. The lines are ringing 800 966 WTIC 522 WTIC. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. Dennis Halnon, one of the employee owners at Tab. So we're on the line with a gentleman whose iPhone is just deciding to shrink and minimize his apps randomly. John, you still there? Yes, I am. All right. So we did some research, and Dennis seems to think he found some information here for yeah, you. Yeah, uh, I found this, and Mike G. found the same article. Nice. Um, I'm going to read to you what this person posted on an Apple support forum as the solution, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it said, when I upgraded to the latest iOS, I enabled the back tap function hmm. and forgot about it. Today, I was reading a news article that mentioned it and remembered I had switched it on, so I thought I would switch it off and see what happens. Problem solved and no reset required. So it's the back tap, whatever it's feature that is. It's the back tap function, and don't even ask me what that is. No, I, I have no idea. Know. Don't even want to know. I don't own an iPhone, so I wouldn't even know. So I bet you, John, if you turn off the back tap, it'll work. Now, if it does work... Call us back and let us know that it worked. We like we like the positive feedback. We like to know if we've helped somebody out there. Sure. If I could just find out where that's located, that feature. That's oh, you need that. To, you need <laughs> us to, oh, wait, wait a minute. Now you're telling us oh, to work your iPhone? <laughs> now, hold on. We'll figure that <laughs> out. I don't think we, I don't know, man. I don't think we can charge enough for that to figure out. We don't even know how to work your iPhone. <laughs> it's probably in a setting somewhere. Yeah, I would think right. so. We'll find a link for you, John. We'll we'll spoon feed it to you. So <laughs> we're going to put this article up, and then Dennis will find out how to turn off the back tap feature in your iPhone and put a link up to that as well. I certainly appreciate it, guys. All right. You're welcome, John. <laughs> Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. So there's John's oh. on his way. You found and, the link? And it looks like Mikey G is on top of it. He already found that, too? He found a link on Apple support forums. Come on, guys. Or Apple, actual Apple support site, not the forums. No, it's Apple's own article. The thing about it, I mean, I'm, I'm giving John a hard time, but my wife is the worst, right? So if anything doesn't work on, on, on any kind of technological thing, period, she, she won't take a second to try to figure it out, right? So if the, if if she just assumes that I'm gonna, I just I exist as an IT guy to help her do it, and and as IT guys, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Just Absolutely. because we're in IT doesn't mean we want to fix every technical problem everyone has all the time. So it's such a pet peeve for guys like us. Wait a minute. So after I've told you how to solve it, you still don't even want to solve it yourself. You want us to again then spoon feed you do that too? You know, she's like, fix this for me, honey. Learn the device, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Don't make me do it for you. Because, right, you can, what is it? You can teach a man to fish or you can keep giving him the fish. He's going to, you know, the whole thing. Go ahead and look. There's just too many people that want to be fed fish yeah, all the time. man. Come on. There's so few of us. All right, let's go on to uh, Margaret. And uh, I want to say it's Coventry, but we're going to take a shot there. Hey, Margaret. Hi, it is Coventry. All right, very good. What's up? Well, I've been using 
Thunderbird for my email. Mm-hmm. And nice. I have it on a couple different computers. They recently did an update, and on one of my Windows 10 computers, I'm having a really hard time getting my emails, yet I have another computer with Windows 10, and it didn't affect it at all. And I'm just, I have to go into my email, click on get messages, and then I have to like go, you know, I'm offline, and then I click to go online, Mm -hmm. and then I wait and wait. And, you know, it'll have me put in my password, mm. and I'll get the emails, but then when I go to send them, it just, they they just lag. They don't send. So you, you, you need to confirm your settings, your mail settings, on, as if it works on one, right? Yeah. And not on the other. The only, the only instant thing that comes to mind is you've set something incorrectly as far as maybe a port or something, and some sort of SSL checkbox on your email something has been misconfigured on the one giving you the hard time versus they've been the same i believe you <laughs> for yes. like a year i believe you but double check it so what happens is the the, the mail provider right you whoever you're getting your mail from they make changes in the back end too yes that can happen and so if you've done something different on your ports on one versus the other that the, the one that is working is more compatible to the change that mail guys the mail system made that's maybe why you are seeing the difference that's that's uh, what comes to mind true story a few years i use thunderbird for email on my mac at home mm-hmm. and i have a charter.net email account right several years ago charter made a change to how their email servers work right and it didn't work with thunderbird anymore and uh i shortly after that thunderbird put out an update yep and it actually fixed the problem. So whatever they did, Thunderbird compensated for it, but it can right. happen. I found a support article from Thunderbird that goes over things that you can do to get it working again after an update. But do confirm from your mail provider what your that, mail setting should be, not correct. what you have configured on the two machines, what it should be. And that's also key market, okay? Okay, so that would be in the server settings. Yep. Yes. I did go because I do have it is charter that yep. I have for my email. So go confirm their settings on their site what you're supposed to have it configured for, and then go back and see how you're configured. So would that be like the you know if it's IMAP or? Yep. Okay. Yes. Well, go and review all those settings at Charter. Double check how you're set up. I bet you you got something different. Okay. Okay, and if they're everything's good, any suggestions on another? Well, there's an article that I'm going to post that you should read that goes over on other stuff. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 